Welcome to today's episode of Dare to Believe, where we will look at how our beliefs can move us closer to our destiny, can help us to transcend our circumstances. You know, when we face difficulties or challenges in life, sometimes it's not the thing that's affecting us or the people that are trying to hurt us that do the most damage. In fact, we become our own worst enemies. And the way we do this is through our thoughts, our thinking. You know, the things that come into our lives have very little to do with stopping us. And it's not our circumstances. It's not the situation. It really is our thinking, our mindset, our beliefs. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, verse 7, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What the Bible is trying to tell us is that ultimately we become the product of our thoughts. What it is we have chosen to believe will ultimately direct and guide who we are going to become. You know, when we look at how things go in this world, we can honestly say that there is little to nothing that we have control over. We don't have control over what comes into our life. We don't have control in how long it stays in our life. We don't have control over how it affects us. We don't even have control over when it stops. But what we do have control over is our choice. And when I talk about choice, I'm talking about the capital C-H-O-I-C-E. That choice is different from our regular everyday choices. Our regular everyday choices are choices we make. And, and sometimes they work out the way we want them to, and sometimes they don't. And if that's all we're, we're living with in our lives, then when things are good, we'll be happy. But when things don't work out the way we plan, then we're going to find ourselves frustrated. The choice I'm talking about, this capital C-H-O-I-C-E, this choice, I, I, I probably should term it belief. It is a decision that we've made about the overarching direction of our life, what it is we want, where it is we are going. And this choice ultimately becomes the guiding force that determines and directs our everyday situation. So when things come into our lives that we didn't plan for, things that were unexpected, things that might be painful, we ultimately, instead of allowing the moment or the situation or the event or the person to dictate where our life heads, we allow our belief system to direct our, our choices, our actions, despite what it is we don't have control over. You see, the power of choice is something that God has given to us. And it's something that God respects in humanity so much so that he does not force us to do anything against our will. And this is paramount because what God says is this is something that you have got to do. I will give you what you need, but you have got to choose to, to exercise it. You have got to choose to navigate the path of your life. And it's only when you have something that is above you and beyond you that you are able to apply it to everyday situations. What do I mean by that? You see, we've got to believe in something bigger than ourselves. Jesus, in trying to explain it to his disciples about facing 
situations or things that they cannot even see and they don't even have the capacity to, to comprehend. He describes in Matthew 17, verse 20, he says this. He says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. You see, what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples is that it's not the size of your faith, but the size of what you believe in. You see, small faith in something bigger than ourselves goes a lot further than big faith in something that is small. What I mean by this is we can have big faith in what we have accumulated, our, our bank account, our income, what we earn, what we make. But like we saw in 2008, when there was an economic collapse and crisis, individuals who were millionaires, who had cash in the bank, who had stocks and bonds that would have taken them through retirement, that allowed them to live the good life. When in a moment the stock market crashed and they saw all of their wealth, their worth fly away in an instant, many of them chose to take their lives because they could not see beyond tomorrow. You see, they had big faith, but in something small. If we are going to be able to navigate and transcend the, the, the big things that will come into our lives that will shake us to our core, then we've got to believe in something bigger than money, something bigger than what this world has to offer. You know, if you think about the very worst thing that you can imagine coming into your life, then what you would want to do is believe in something bigger than that. And the only, only person that I can think of bigger than anything this world can throw at me is God. In fact, if you read in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 2, it says that our fathers, our forefathers, the elders, that they from of old, found that their faith was rewarded. Why? Because they believed in something bigger. They believed in God. You see, if we are going to, to, to be able to really navigate this world, then we have got to recognize that there is a God who sits above everything else we can imagine. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 3 that God stepped into the nothingness of this universe. And he spoke and it came to pass. You see, that means God does not need anything. God does not need any help in order to bring about the change that we need. Now, this is essential because what we are called to do is to believe in something bigger. And God has provided just that. That's why he is so important in every aspect of our lives. He is always with us, watching, ready to step in. And I know sometimes people question if God is with them because of the experiences they go through, because they, they've endured hardships in their childhood. They've en endured injustice in their lives. And, 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 and sometimes they, they ask the question, why are bad things happening to me? But you know, it's really interesting to note that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, God gives us a promise here. He tells us and starts off with the negative by telling us, hey, you are going to be tempted. You are going to face some trials. That is common to everyone. You see, we are not immune 
to pain and suffering and disappointment. There is nothing that we are going to experience that every other human being will not experience. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or whether you're poor. The truth is, if you really look around, rich people have problems just like poor people have problems. They might be different problems, but they are problems nonetheless. And what God tells us is this. I'm not going to keep you from having problems. But what I won't do is I won't give you something you're not ready for. You see, when God allows a trial to come into your life, whatever it is, God knows that you are able to handle it. God has faith in you. Because if you believe in him and you trust him, he knows where you are. And whatever it is that you are facing, God says, I'm going to be right there with you. And I'm only going to let what comes to you be what you can handle. So know this, that whatever it is that you're concerned about, whatever it is you're fearful of, God allowed it to come to you because he knows you can handle it. But it requires that you believe in him to guide you through it. Because he says that with every trial, he makes a way out. God has a way out for you. You are never in this alone. But what makes the difference is this battle of the mind. You know, this is what they call spiritual warfare. We tend to think of spiritual warfare as this fight against demons and evil and all these things. And yes, it is, but it's a warfare in the mind. Because understand that the devil, the enemy, cannot take anything from your life. He cannot add, he cannot subtract unless the Lord permits him. And remember, I just told you that God will not give you what you're not ready for. But what it starts is with your mind. You must choose your mind, your mindset, your belief system to be one that allows for you to know that no matter what you see in front of you, what you feel, what you sense with your body, your mind, even with your heart, that it does not give way to the truth that you are an overcomer. In fact, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible tells us, here's what it tells us, that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That means if we keep thinking like how the world thinks, if we keep believing like how everybody on this world believes, then you're at a disadvantage. You won't be able to find victory there. You see, daring to believe is not about looking and seeing what's in front of you. It's about knowing that there is someone greater who is standing behind you. So when you take a step of faith, he is there to catch you when you fall, and he is there to push you to exceed your boundaries. You see, that's what believing is all about. Daring to believe is not only trusting in what you cannot see, but in trusting in who you do not see. Because even though you may not be able to see him, he is there and he is real. And what he wants for us to do is to keep trusting him no matter what happens. You know, when we think of earthly success and earthly standards, they're all good and dandy and people will applaud them. But the one thing that they have is that they will come and they will go. I was reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. You know what it says here? It tells us that the race 
is not given to the swift, and the battle is not to the warriors, and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to the skillful, for time and chance overtakes them all. What God says is that this process of life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And yes, there's some people who right now seem to have it all together, but it's not where you start. Ultimately, it's where you finish. And there are many people who may start out bright and doing great things and everybody applauds them, but then they fade out and they disappear and they don't make it to the finish line. We can think of so many people who had so much talent, who were doing great things in this world, but something happened and somehow they lost their way and didn't finish. What God wants for you to do is finish this race of life. It's not about getting ahead because understand, he says, listen, time and chance will take care of everything. Today, it may not be your day to shine, but tomorrow might be. But what you've got to do is to ensure that you get till tomorrow. Instead of worrying about what you don't have and what somebody else has, remember that you have something bigger, something greater to live for. And so what you've got to do is to keep persevering, to keep pressing forward. The Bible further tells us that no matter what season we're in, particularly when we are in our difficult seasons, it's not meant to break us down. But in fact, our sufferings, our difficulties are preparing us to be able to, to, to shine brightly in tomorrow's race. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5 reminds us. It says this, But we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know why we can believe in God? Because God loves us. And because God loves us, He will not let us fail. Sometimes it may feel like we will will break, but God says, even though you bend, understand that you will not break. You see, when we have this faith, this trust, this belief in God, Here's what God says. He says that the one thing that it will do is this faith will give you perseverance. It means that you have just got to keep going. You have got to keep pressing forward. Remember, it's not to the fastest runner. It's not to the one who sprints. Not when you've got a whole lifetime to live. So what you've got to do is to be determined to keep moving forward. And he says, when you do that, it builds something in you, which is character. Now, character is different from reputation and fame. Oftentimes, we tend to look at people's uh, reputation. We tend to look at how popular they become. But the reality of it is, popularity and fame do not tell you who a person really is. And ultimately, people can take your reputation They can take your fame. They can take your popularity. But the one thing they can never take is your character. And your character is forged in the fire of adversity. I know it's hard what you're going through right now. But know this, that if you persevere, it will build a unique character inside of you. 
And then character produces one other thing. Because when you see that you've been going through life, and even though it feels like you're about to break, but you don't break, somehow you get another wind to go for another day. What it starts to produce in you is hope. Now, hope is an essential thing. Because hope teaches us that God has our best interest in heart. And hope lets us know that tomorrow will be a better day if we keep moving forward. You see, I've oftentimes described the difference between faith and hope as this. Faith is knowing that God can do whatever it is that is needed to be done. Hope is believing in who God is. The very fact that sometimes God doesn't do what you want him or need him to do in the time you want is cushioned by the very fact that who he is is someone who loves you. And yes, sometimes I know it feels like you won't make it through this, like, like he has abandoned you. But understand, God has promised to never leave you nor forsake you. And that hope is what lets us know that we can keep going till tomorrow because here's what it is. When you feel like you have no more energy left, God will step in and God will take you and he will put you in places not even you imagined you could ever be. The other day, my wife was sharing with me a study that she was reading about. It was actually a study that took place in the 1950s um, at Harvard University by a Dr. Kurt Richter. And what he, Dr. Richter was doing in this study was that he would take these rats and he would put them in a pool of water and they were supposed to tread on water. And so he timed them and he was watching to see how long and on average, about 15 minutes in, the, the, the rats got tired and they gave up and they started to sink. And then what he would do is he would put his hand in and he would pull them out of the water. He would put them and dry them up under a blanket and let them rest for a few minutes. After they rested for a few minutes, he would take them and he would put them back in the water. And then he would time them again to see how long they would tread on the water. Now, now remember, they had just been in the water for 15 minutes and they were paddling for their dear life. And they were ready. They were at the point of exhaustion and they had even started to sink. And then Dr. Richter took them out, dried them and put them back. So they were still tired. So what do you think? How long do you think that they were able to, to go for? In fact, it wasn't 15 more minutes. It wasn't 10 minutes or 5 minutes. In fact, what the study showed was that they were able to tread water for another 60, not minutes, hours. They would tread and tread and tread. They would push their bodies beyond what they thought imaginable. I want you to know this that God has put something in you. God has put his spirit in you because he loves you. God has put a, a vision, a destiny, a plan for your life in you, and it's for you uniquely. And here's what it is. You haven't even begun to tap into the potential. You haven't even begun to touch the, 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 the floor of what you can do. The problem is your mind is telling you what you can do, how far you can go, 
You've put a lid where God has put no limits. If you will dare to believe, then you will experience God pushing you. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be painful. But if you have this hope of knowing that who God is is a God who loves you, a God who won't leave you, then here's what you must do. Persevere. Keep fighting. Keep pushing. When people say it's impossible, keep pushing. Dare to believe. When people say you will never be able to, ignore them. Dare to believe. Because you are not limited by your physique. You're not limited by your zip code or by your education. You believe in someone bigger. And sometimes it might be hard. But it doesn't take big faith to believe in a big God. It takes little faith to believe in that big God. And with just that little faith, while you're holding on by a thread, God will help you to go where he needs you to go. So I want to encourage you as I close this podcast for today, and I want to ask you to join in and tune in with us next time. And remember, dare to believe, and you will see that there is hope where you are. God bless you.